Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dallas Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Alou, and I am here today with the lovely, bubbly, hilarious Maggie Cowling. Welcome, Maggie. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Maggie is such a funny performer. <laughs> uh, she uh, currently, you can catch her on the team Homeowners Dissociation every Wednesday evening in an alternating time slot. Um, and you can check our website, dallas com comedyclub.com to see when homeowners association is going to be playing next maggie i am like so excited to get to know more <laughs> about you because all i know is you have a horse you love your horse i know that you are easily one of the most positive people i've interacted with since oh, being here thank you you're so damn bubbly you really are and i would just want i just want to hear about who you are and how you ended up in improv like what okay. was what was the moment where you were like i have to try this thing yes all right, so let's rewind to the year 1991. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, here we go, time machine. My family moved on to just like potentially the best street ever. I was two and there were six families on the street that all had kids like the same age. Wow. Yeah, it was literally magical. And we were all little girls except for two. Oh my god! Two little boys, and they were like five years older than us, and they were just like, "Well, y'all are stupid." All these little girls go wrong way. Yes, and so we called ourselves the Ladies of Lakehurst because <laughs> that was the name of the I'm street. I'm sorry, that sounds like um, like a soap opera or like the the book that your mom buys at the right? airport. You know, <laughs> yeah, the Ladies of Lakehurst is that yes. it? Yeah, Ladies of Lakehurst, and we would like have little bike parades and stuff, but. One of the boys was kind of like our communal older brother, if you will. Mm -hmm. He lived next door to me. But, like, he was older than us, so we didn't. I didn't really know him that well. And then we're going to transport to the year 2018. Mm -hmm. Big gap. Oh, yeah. Time machine again. <laughs> One of the ladies of Lakehurst got married, and oh. we were all at her wedding. And said guy, who is now not, we are not small children anymore. Um, he was there, and he's been doing improv and stand-up for a long time. Oh, wow. Okay. And so we were hanging out and catching up at the wedding, and he was like, you need to be doing improv. Why are you not? And so, yeah, so I signed up for a level one class, and I got fully indoctrinated into the cult. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. I mean, it I, is. You, I mean, for the, you folks out there who are going to listen to this podcast, <laughs> you, you're going to know I've said this many times. I'll say it many, many more times. Uh, improv is like the most loving, supportive cult you could ever be a part of. It really is. Um, it's such a community. There yeah. is so much joy and love and support. And you just, it's like you find your tribe, yeah. man. You really do. Yeah. Um, well, and it was like, so I, when I graduated college um, and came home, I was really struggling to find friends because yeah. it's hard as an adult to make friends. So I played co-ed kickball for a really long time, which was Loads of fun, but I'm sure it took years off my liver. <laughs> I'm sorry, an improv is not doing that? Okay, no, okay. but here's the thing is, like, we were drinking on, like, a Tuesday night Okay, again, kickball. so is, is improv not? I'm like, Wednesday night is turn-up night here. What? <laughs> what? Well, so it was, it got to the point with kickball. It was, like, anytime I wanted to hang out with these people, and don't get me wrong, I love them all dearly. They are all really great people, but they just wanted to party, party, party all the time. And it was like, finally, with improv, it's like, I feel like the comedy community is one of the most welcoming communities. Like, 
nobody cared if I, like, if I want to drink, cool. If I don't want to drink, cool too. Yeah. You know, like nobody cares. And so I was just like, wow, finally I like have a place that I can do whatever I want alcohol-wise. Without judgment. Yeah, and nobody cares. Yeah, it's funny. I have, um, a, there's a, I, I haven't seen it so much here in Dallas, but in New York, there's a pretty large, um, like, sober improv yeah. community in, in New York, especially. And you're right. Like, there are very few things as an adult. First of all, you're right. It's so hard to make friends as an yes. adult. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank God for improv. It's right. like a fast track to friendship. Yes. I, if you are, a, if you just moved to a new city and you don't have friends, Go take an improv class. Yes. You're going to make instant friends with at least one person in that class, if not, like, the whole fucking class. And if you guys don't become real friends outside of class, you'll at least pretend when you're doing improv. Yeah. And honestly, if you – it's just – oh, God, improv. We love I it. I know. We love it. I know. And you, like, you just get to know these people, and it's, like, my – the people that I was in six levels of class with – I like I love them so much. Yeah, and they're like they're all such great people, and I know I feel like I know them really well. Yeah, you, well, you do. You end up yeah. getting to know your teammates so well because you right. start you when you do enough classes together, enough shows together. All of a sudden, you're like, oh my god, I didn't know that Dane could just recite a poem off right? the top of his head, and now it's like, well, now I know that about Dane. I'm gonna make him do it in every show, and it's so yeah. fun. It's such a, I hate the term, but I don't know any other term. It's like when you're able to pimp out your teammates. Oh, for sure. To do the silliest, dumbest things. I yeah. mean, my God, it is nothing more enjoyable. No, it's, it is, it is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that it was a friend of yours who was already sort of in the community yes. that was like, you got to try this. Because um, so often that's how it is, right? Yeah. It is a, like, is it an MLM now? I'm a little worried. Is it? I mean, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think like. As far as I know, I don't think he got paid for me True. signing that's up. True, that's the difference. That's yeah. the difference. We're all broke. That's yeah. the difference. It's nobody gets paid no. to do it. No. So, so then what was like? So you took the level one class. You went through all six yes. levels, from what I heard. So was there like a moment in class where you know you're you're doing the work, and I, you know I've said this before, but like there are rules, quote right. unquote, rules to improv, and it can be heady. It can mm -hmm. start to become unfun at times, right? When you're like really in it and you're yeah. like, God, I just, I'm not understanding what they mean when they say this. Did you have one of those light bulb moments in class? And if so, what what was it? Like where you had been hearing, yes, and, yes, and, yes, and, but then all of a sudden there's that moment in class where you're like, I get yes, and, or like I get it when they say relationship first, or I get it when blank. I think... Honestly, I can't recall a time like in actual class, but I will never forget the first scene of my level one showcase. Oh my God, I want to hear it. It was horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was one other girl in my class that was super outgoing. And so she and I were obviously in the first scene of our showcase mm -hmm. and we were just drowning. And like, I remember in that moment being like oh yeah they taught us we're in a scene until someone comes like until someone ed edits it for you yeah and like at the time I didn't know how to get myself out but ever since then I've been like I have to commit to this scene for the rest of my life That's so it. that that doesn't happen again I love that that um you said not just I have to commit to this scene until someone edits I have to commit to this scene for the rest of my life yeah wow I love that because if more people treated their scenes that way, there would be so much more weight and stakes. Yeah. 
And we see it at jams all the time, right? right? Where you're like, oh man, this scene is floundering. And it's because they're like waiting for someone to edit them. Yeah. And it's like, go as if you're never going to get edited and you, you'll you soar, you'll fly, yeah. truly. So then that kind of brings me back around. I mean, that sounds like while it was a, a, a significant moment, you know, on stage, has there been like a favorite moment on stage or a least favorite moment on stage where you're like, I never want to do that again? <laughs> or like, oh my God, I still ride the high of like pretending to be, uh, you know, Harry's uh, <laughs> hairy armpit or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have to say, honestly, one of my favorite improv memories was actually our first show with Homeowners Association. I love that you said that. Xavier said the same thing. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I think, so, you know, I I had been performing improv before the pandemic, and I was always, like, even though I was comfortable doing it um, and I was hosting a ton, I would still get so nervous. Of course. Like, so nervous. And I just remember that first show, standing on the side of the stage, and mind you, there was a packed house. I was so nervous because of COVID and everything. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I came on stage and I did not care about the crowd one bit. And yeah. I was like, I am here to play with these people. And I don't even remember what happened in that show. But I remember there was a situation where somebody said something and I knew like a piece of trivia. And I could like be the like pull out the random piece of trivia. Cause I always see that in shows and I'm always like, okay. Somebody say something about horses so I can be the smart person. <laughs> Someone for fuck's sake, guys. Come on. Let me be the horse lady. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like I was able to just like use my brain and, you know, and do that. And I was just like, yes, this is. And, and I feel like I've just been a whole lot more comfortable. And I think part of that was like having live audiences taken away during the pandemic. It's mm -hmm. like now when I come back, I'm just like. Hell yeah, dude. We're all just here to have fun. Yeah. I think, I mean, I love that um, because I think it's for a lot of people, they took improv very seriously, like too right. seriously, right? Where it was like, don't forget this is fun, y'all. Yeah. Like we're here <laughs> to be dumb and silly on stage. Oh, yeah. Like this is not supposed to be high art concept stuff. <laughs> like just go have fun. But, you know, you get to a point where like you, you know, it's inevitable. You care about right. the, the level of show that you're putting on. And when you start to care about that, you start to lose the fun right. and they go so hand in hand that when you start to lose the fun, you start to lose the good shows. And yeah. so I think having the pandemic hit and, and live theater and audiences mm -hmm. being like ripped away from right. us. It, I think for most people, it's been so like, it's like a gift to no, have them back. Is. Like, like oh, I don't even care if you're talking in the corner. Just laugh. Right? <laughs> I'm so excited. No, literally, I went to the dermatologist, like, peak pandemic. It was, like, oh, no. June or July of 2020. And I I don't even remember what I said, but I said something funny to the lady that was, like, checking, like, ringing up my card at the end. And she laughed. And I just remember being like, oh, my gosh. I'll be here until the end of this transaction. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I, like, I left there, and I was like, I feel like I've been recharged. Like, I yeah. can do anything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've missed making people laugh. Yeah. Like, it's addictive, man. Yeah. It is. No, it is. It is. And it's just, uh I missed improv so much. <laughs> and you're back. Yes. And it missed you. 
We're in it. We are. Um, I I love a homeowners association because it's it's a form the form that y'all are doing, especially the opening, is one that I I love seeing the audience react mm-hmm. to. And so for those of you out there who have not had the chance to see homeowners association. Um, they do a form uh, that's called uh, a town hall, and it's, it has a town hall open, and then it moves into a slacker or a Spokane, depending on the type <laughs> of night we're having. Um, but the open is great because uh, uh, one teammate stays on stage and gets a, a suggestion of something that you either love or hate about your neighborhood, and then immediately the lights go on in the house and everyone else on the team is just planted in the audience and everyone stands up and there's here here's and it's so uh, boisterous and invasive, but in the best yeah. way. And I love seeing audience members in that moment because I yeah. feel like you end up with two camps of people. You get the camp that are like, oh, oh, oh man, they're next to me. <laughs> Look at this, honey, they're right there. And then you get the ones that are like, oh, God, am I about to be in this <laughs> show? And it is so fun to watch yes. both joy and panic wash over. And then when you all invade the stage yeah. and it, like, sets in that they're not going to be a part of it, there's, like, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh thank God. Thank God I don't have to do this. Yeah. Um, and it's so damn fun. Uh, I mean, I'm curious, you know, you've you've – Obviously, went through six levels of improv mm-hmm. before, um, and now you're getting to do a completely different type of improv oh, yeah. from what I, I understand what yeah. DCH was doing, now what we're doing here at DCC. Has there been, like, um any moment in the last few months where you're like, I I hate this, or, <laughs> I, or no, truly, or like... Um, this is too difficult. Like, I'm too in my head. And I, I want to know this because I think it's important for those little baby improvisers out yeah. there to know that, like, no matter how long you've been doing something, you are still going to have moments throughout your career where you're like, I hate this. And it's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely, like, so, you know, at DCH we did sweep edits mm-hmm. or tap-ins, whatever, and now we're doing cut-tos. And I definitely think that at first I was like, oh god like i was like am i gonna get this right but then honestly like i've realized that sometimes like when you're listening to people just tell stories they're like and then cut to this and cut to that and i was like that's what i do in improv yeah (laughs) and so i think that you know for a while it was kind of like what i don't understand but for me like improv is very therapeutic yeah i find like one of my absolute favorite things about improv is no matter how stressful of a day you have at work, which when I was going through class and really up until a few months ago, I was really stressed by work. Yeah. And it was like when you come and you're doing improv and you're focusing on your scene partner, you can't be thinking about what happened at work. Mm-mm. You have to be focusing on like, I don't know, you're pending nuptials in the next scene. <laughs> yeah. I get married in more shows than you get married in a lot of shows. I And it's. I mean, it's alarming because I'm incredibly single, but like I get married <laughs> Very frequently. What do you do for work? The, uh, yeah. Real life work. Um, I make maps for a civil engineering company. Whoa, you're yeah. a cartographer. Yeah, my boyfriend uh, is a like has a minor in cartography. That's and awesome. He, he did something similar. Like yeah. he was doing maps for a while after yeah. he graduated. That's so no. weird and fun. And cool. <laughs> I love it, and like my job is incredibly corporate, and so coming to improv, it is so just it's such a good release and relief and so even when I do have those moments of like what is this at the end of the day I'm just like oh god but I'm so grateful 
to be to be doing this again. Yeah. Well, because you get to just be a little kid again. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, that's what improv is. It's just like trying to undo the like strictness of adulthood. Yeah, that the world has imposed on you. We're like, exactly. I just want to. I just, I just want to pretend to be a blueberry muffin. Can I just be a blueberry muffin, please? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and I promise you didn't pay me to say this. I truly, honestly believe that everyone in corporate America should have to take a level one improv class. Agreed. <laughs> Um, truly though, it's, it frees you up in such ways that you never expected improv to do. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. I love this. Well, and it's like, you know, I get up and as I said, I get married or I am a, I think a few weeks ago, I was a pigeon with a bum leg, Yeah, you know, like I, I get up and I do those things. It's like, yeah, I can get on a zoom call in front of you know, countless people and present something that I made for work. Like, it just gives you this new sense of, like, just bravery and just, like, and also, like, it, I feel like, you know, when you walk away, when you walk off stage, you know, because we've all had bad shows. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We still do. We still do, Maggie. Oh, I know. We all have bad shows. And you have to walk out and, like, you have to just kind of, like, wipe it off and just be, like, Okay, cool. But like next time it'll be better. And it's like the same thing. Like if you give a presentation at work, you're like, okay, cool. Like whatever. It didn't go great. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll get him next time. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get fired for giving a boring presentation. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It, it makes you more comfortable with things not being perfect or yeah. things not going the way that you want them to go because that is improv. Yeah. You come out with an offer and it's up to your whole team to decide what's yeah. going to happen next, not just you. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. I, this is why I love this podcast because I'm <laughs> like, we get to just nerd out. Yes. Um, okay. I want to hard transition to yes. some like fun, goofy questions okay. now. Fun, goofy stuff. I'm ready. Um, so if you could insert yourself into any TV show or movie, what- Ted what Lasso. Would, yes. <laughs> Great choice. Great choice. <laughs> oh my God. I love Ted Lasso. So much, and no spoilers because I'm like three episodes behind. But okay, that's fine. You're in a oh. really, you're in such a good place. Oh my god, I love it so much. I have and watched I... every episode at least three times. Oh, good for you. I I was on vacation last week when the finale came out. Mm. I woke up in my hotel in Denver and I watched that fi- finale before like getting out and exploring for the day. Yep. Yes. I am obsessed. So obsessed. I'm on like Facebook groups. Yes. The subreddit. I just. Okay. Well, if any creator of Ted Lasso, anyone involved with Ted Lasso hears this, Maggie is ready. I am. Put her in. I am. Put her in. Like I'll be his like weird cousin. Yeah. That comes to visit. Yeah. I believe that. I'm ready. Have you. Although I would definitely get starstruck and I would just. For like a second, then you'd be like, all right, I'm in it, I'm in it. Improv training, improv training. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's true. The last time I met a celebrity was in college, and I met a, a bull rider that I really was mm. a big fan of. Because <laughs> I used to follow bull riding. <laughs> Maggie, you are a delight. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, just because Ted Lasso, it's the same creator, did you ever watch uh, Scrubs? I didn't. And <gasps> I, I know. And everyone on all of, like, the boards and everything, like, makes so many comparisons. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is my new jam. I got to do it. I got to watch it. Yeah. It's, I highly recommend it. There's some stuff that 
does not age well. That's what I've heard. But once you, I encourage you that once you watch the series all the way through, there's a great podcast uh, that I will plug right now called <laughs> Fake Doctors, Real Friends. And it's the two leads who play oh, JD nice. and Turk. And they, it's on iHeartRadio. And they go back and they rewatch the whole show oh, and they awesome. talk about it in the process of creating the show and being yeah. actors on the show. And then they address a lot of the stuff that didn't age well. And it's oh, great. Nice. They bring on Bill Lawrence to talk about why yeah. he made the choice to do it then and how, you know, he regrets some choices and other choices. He's like, I still stand by it. It's really interesting. So oh, highly, cool. highly recommend that since you are a Ted Lasso fan. Oh, and, I am. Yeah. Like, I ordered a new cell phone case the other day, and it's a Navy case, and one of my friends does vinyl cutouts, and I'm having her make the Believe sign. <sighs> yes. I, like, I want to put one above our office door. I mean, like, I'm trying to figure out where to get a mustache so that I can dress up as Ted Lasso for Halloween. At, any spirit well, Halloween. I mean, any yes. spirit Halloween, you get yes. that mustache. That's a very, like, it yes. looks like a fake mustache oh, on his face. <laughs> I know. It really does. <laughs> okay. Um, if you could choose... Any song that would just play the moment you walked into a room. So it's like your entrance song. What would the song be? Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band. You and my boyfriend might be soulmates, <laughs> actually. What the fuck? Because that's his literally his favorite song. I made him a video a couple years ago for his birthday that had like videos that's from all so of funny. his friends being like, Happy birthday, Rob. And the background music was Chicken Fried yes. over and over again. So I had never heard of Zach Brown Band. I was either freshman or sophomore in college. I went to school in Colorado. Um, my school was in Colorado Springs. And one of my friends was like, hey, I've got tickets to a show uh, for, a, for a cool new band up in Denver tonight. You want to go? And I was like, sure. And uh, it was Zach Brown Band. It was at the Ogden in Denver, which is mm -hmm. like a super cool venue. Um, there's no seats. It's all standing. Nice. And it was about a month before they performed at the Grammys so that nobody Whoa. knew who they were. That's yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, and I was like five feet from Zach Brown. It was amazing. Wow, that's a great memory. Yeah. I love those where you're like, oh, I thought I knew them before everybody knew them. I mean, yeah. it was only a month. Like, my friend definitely knew them before that, but still. That's still pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and then I just, like, oh, Chicken Fried is so good. Yeah, great song. It's so a, good. It slaps. If it I may, if I may steal a word from the younger generation, the youths, the youths, <laughs> it slaps. So, okay, if you had to choose today the title of your autobiography or the title of your Netflix special, what would the title be? I feel like it would have to include like the weird horse girl, <laughs> <laughs> like somewhere in there, because it's like I have. I the my first memory of being called the horse girl was mm -hmm. in second grade, and now I like, I mean my water bottle here is covered in like horsey stickers. I see it all, yes. And I fully embrace it, and I truly feel that like people will say that oh like such and such horse girl energy, and I'm like, I am horse girl energy. <laughs> I like that horse girl energy. It's right? really fucking funny. <laughs> right? I would watch the fuck out of that Netflix special or read the fuck out of that book. Right? Well, horse here girl you go. energy. <laughs> HGE. Hashtag HGE. -E. Yes. I love it. Um, okay, so what are three pieces of art, whether it be TV show, movie, documentary, book? a physical painting. Mm -hmm. What are three pieces of art that you would recommend new comedy students consume? If they're just starting out, whether yeah. it's improv, stand-up, whatever it is, they, what are three things that helped you on your own journey that you would suggest others check out? 
So I know that this is a bit controversial because some people don't like him, mm-hmm. but I love Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And I do think, like, I get that, like, yeah, he laughs at his own jokes. It is why I hate him. <laughs> it is. And I know that that's why a lot of people hate him, but it's also, like, I, like, one of my favorite performers that I used to watch a lot at Dallas Comedy House, and it's not just because she has the best name ever, um, was Maggie Austin. And mm-hmm. she would break frequently. And I was like, I break frequently. And so it's yes, like, queen. <laughs> he, like, when I watch Jimmy Fallon, like, tell jokes and then laugh at himself, I'm like, okay, it's okay to laugh at yourself. Like, yeah. that's cool. And then obviously this has been much later, but back to Ted Lasso. I just yes. think. Because, you know, especially, and this is no spoilers, but, like, the first season is so lighthearted and so what people think of when they think of comedy. Mm-hmm. But the second season, like, gets deep and vulnerable. So and much that's, heart. Like, that's what comedy actually is. And I feel like that has actually helped me in my shows recently be like, you have to care about the character. Yeah. And, like, I've never cared more about a fictional character than I do about any of the Ted Lasso characters. I'm going to clip that out and send it to Bill Lawrence. I'm going <laughs> to oh be God, like, please. you are changing Dallas lives, just yes. so you know. <laughs> oh, and then a third piece of art. I don't know. I'm, like, really bad. Like, people... Whenever I, like, meet guys on dating apps, they're like, so who's your favorite? <laughs> and I will have you all know that Kim is laughing at me right now for that. Um, people are always like, oh, you do comedy. Who's your favorite comedian to watch? And I'm always like, um, shameful confession, I don't. Like, <laughs> um, honestly, I think my favorite, like, I. And just real quick, so I know I'm laughing because it's such an unoriginal like when you were like, I meet guys on dating yeah. apps and they ask, I knew that the end of that sentence was gonna be they ask who's my favorite right. stand up. And it's so fucking gen- gentlemen, l- let me give you a little pro tip for dating. If a lady tells you that they're in comedy, stand up, improv, whatever, do not ask them who their favorite comedian is. They've been asked it a hundred times, they don't wanna talk about it. And honestly, my favorite comedians are the people that I watch perform and the people that I perform with. Yeah. And like, you You probably don't know them. them. (laughs) Sorry, you're not cool enough. (laughs) Yeah, and like honestly, like when I was in class, and I will confess I haven't been as good about it recently, like I think I learned the most from just going and watching shows. Yeah. And like, especially if my instructors were in the shows, because then, I could ask them about it later. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, like, if I'm recommending art for budding Im- improvisers. Yes. I always forget what the verb Improvers. is. <laughs> Improvers. Players. Players. Honestly, like, yeah, just going and seeing shows and seeing that, like, the people performing are just normal people. Yeah. You know, it's like you see, you tend to go to, like, stand-up shows. You know, like, I went to a Chelsea Handler show years ago And I mean, that was in a huge theater. And, you know, it's like you think that this is unattainable. And I mean, I'm not saying that I'm the next Chelsea Handler remotely. But when you see local performers and you see the performers that, like, you're in class with or your teachers, you you realize that, like, I can do this, too. Yeah. Like, we're all normal people. Yeah. Uh, improvisers are cartographers, they're yes. engineers, they're doctors, they're, they're lawyers and policemen, and they, they do every kind of weird job because yeah. improv is meant for anyone. Right. And we need more of that. We need more people from all different walks of life to come into buildings like yeah. this uh, and and try it and do it because it's what, it's what makes it 
what it is. Yeah. It's not a bunch of professional comedians being funny. It's exactly. just a bunch of normal people being weird and goofy on stage. And my God, it is so damn fun to well, watch and be a part of. And I remember there's um, there was a guy that was on my house team for DCH that he's now in third degree, Adam Brinkley. He is, oh, shout Adam out so Adam. Much. I love Adam. Um, he's a lawyer. And I remember I asked him one time, because he is just like literally one of the funniest people. He, he was my scene partner for like the first audition I ever did and I was so nervous and then he just said something so funny and I was just like okay I'm comfortable now yeah you're amazing I asked him one time I was like now in your lawyer life like are you funny do people know that you're a funny person he was like no yeah <laughs> I don't even remember but I just remember asking him like Kind of a weird question. Like, do people know you're funny? Knowing Adam, I feel like he, like, flips a switch when he right? goes to work. He's like, in lawyer mode, Adam fun mode. Um, but yeah. I think that that's just, like, that's so important for everybody to, like, be able to have that fun side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, again, that's what improv does. It shows you that it does exist in you. And yeah. you don't have to even try that hard for it to come back out. You just need a place where it's, like, safe to go do it again. Exactly. All right, this next segment uh, is called uh, First Thought, Best Thought. Okay. And I, this is one word answers only. So I'm going to ask right. you a question. I want you to try your best to just answer with one word. Two words is okay. You know, it's fine if you want a monologue. But <laughs> first thought, best thought here. All right, okay? I'm, so ready. I'm ready. What is your idea of misery? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that question. <laughs> Being alone? That's a good answer. What is your idea of pure bliss? Say it. I know what you want to say. Just say it. Horses. Yes. Horse girl energy. Yes. Horse girl energy. Uh, what is or who is your biggest inspiration? What or who? Oh. You're going to say your fucking horse, aren't you? <laughs> no. All right. Who? I would say my mom. That one's for you, mama. <laughs> and she would probably be really shocked by that. But um, no, my mom's like one of the most badass people I know. An OG feminist and I didn't realize it growing up. Hell yeah. And now I'm like, oh, you kept your maiden name when that wasn't cool. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> we love you, mom. Good for you. Um, great. What is your biggest vice? Picking my nails. Ooh, Okay. <laughs> Mine's sour starburst. Um, do you ask for permission or for forgiveness? Ooh, permission. And in one word, what one word best describes you and your brand of comedy? Bubbly. Yeah. Even though you used it earlier. Because you are. <laughs> oh, Years awesome. ago in like high school or something, we had to write an essay about our names. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like Maggie's like a bubble. <laughs> Well, it is. You yeah. are. You are so bubbly. Oh, my gosh. Maggie, thank you so much. We are going to yeah. move into the final uh, segment of this podcast, and this is where we're going to do some improv. Woo! Um, so we're, I have a little random word generator website pulled up in front of me, and so I want you to tell me, do you want a random word? Do you want a location, a starting relationship, an opening line? What do you want to, to kickstart this? Let's get a location. Location. Love it. The location is, okay, train. A train. Oh, train. You seem angry, Mom. I am angry. 
you let me fall asleep, and now we are 10 stops past where we were supposed to get off. But you just look so cozy. I didn't want to wake you up. I appreciate the sentiment. Maybe you can remember that sentiment when you won't sleep through the night. Okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. This gives us more time for snacks from the trolley. I do really like the snacks that come around. Perfect. Um, hey, well, Mom. Yeah? I, I had a lot of fun today in the city. I know. It was so fun. It was so fun. What was your favorite place that we went? Mm, the bathroom. Well, we went to quite a few bathrooms. We did, but I liked all the bathrooms. Wow. They were so clean. They were. They were very clean. And I'm really excited to know this about you because next time that I plan an adventure for you, we may just go to Bucky's. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be amazing. They have the cleanest bathrooms. Yeah, the cleanest bathrooms and the best tacos. The best tacos. The best. Yeah, and I just... I feel like it was just such a lovely way for us to get out of the house. I know, I know we've been remodeling for over a year. Yeah, I know, I know that, you know, it's been a lot of change going on at home. It has. How are you handling all of this change, Mom? Wow, that's a very sophisticated question for a seven-year-old. Well, I have a very sophisticated role model. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm handling it pretty well. Um, it's just Are you gonna cry again? You know my rule, no crying in public. I know. I'm not gonna cry. It's okay to cry. Crying feels really good sometimes I cry when I'm at school. I know. I know your teachers call me every time. They do? They oh. They told me they wouldn't call you. It's okay. It's okay though. And besides, they told me last time it was because Bobby called you a mean name. I can't believe that she told you that. Well, Bobby's mean. He shouldn't have told called you a mean name. Yeah, but Bo- I I kind of like Bobby. Okay. That's why I was so sad that he was mean to me cuz I really like him, and I, 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 I think he's really cute. Well, it's the first time I thought a boy was cute. Congratulations. Thank you. But I also want you to remember that if a boy is mean to you, that is not how he should show you that he likes you. How, sh- how should he show me? He should be nice to you. How? He should play the games that you want to play. And go to the place on the playground that you want to go to. Well, that sounds like I, I like I'm in charge of him. <laughs> That's a lot. Why are you laughing at me, Mom? That's a lot of responsibility for a seven year old. Well, I mean, you don't have to be in charge of him, but I just want him to be supportive of you. You know? Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. But can I be the one who's supportive of him? And if he wants to be yes. mean, then that I can support no. that. No, <laughs> don't support being mean ever. Ugh, God, it's so complicated growing up. Yes, I know. Let me tell you, in my 36 years of existence, I have learned a thing or two about how complex it is to grow up. What's the most complex thing? That the kitchen is always dirty. No matter, you know. It doesn't I, have to be, Mom. You could use the dishwasher. I understand that you get 
pure joy from hand cleaning the dishes. But I'm going to tell you something. I've, I want to be honest, I've used a dishwasher. I have trust issues, and I don't trust the dishwasher. I know, and now you're mad at me. But we have to use it sometimes. There's a lot of dishes. I know. I know. And that's the thing about being an adult is that you use dishes every day, and you always have to clean them. Mom, are you crying again? No, I don't cry in public. Okay. <sighs> hey, Mom. Yeah? The remodel's been, been nice. Yeah, do you like your new room? I do like my new room. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad. What's your favorite part? Um, That dad doesn't live with us anymore. That's my favorite part, too. I know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're handling that well, because all of my parenting books have told me that you wouldn't handle it well, and you're handling it really well. Well, your parenting books are not used to having um, a seven-year-old in the mix quite like me. That is true. That is true. I mean, you read at an eighth grade level. That's right. Even though you are in third grade. Because I'm seven. Yep. And that's how age works. Yep. Yes. Yep. We both know that. <laughs> but you know what? I do think you're just, you're doing a great job with this. And I'm just, I'm really hoping, the reason I'm telling you all this about Bobby is because I feel like your father didn't set the best example for you. No, he definitely didn't. He was, um, I think he was a real poop head, honestly. And I, I feel like, that's why I don't know how to to like a boy the right way because wh- how how am I supposed to react when a boy is mean to me? For the longest time, Dad was mean to you, and it seemed like well, you like him back. Well, I must have been good at acting because I didn't. But yeah, you're a great actor. Why? Thank you. You're Why? Thank so you. Welcome. Thank you. But I'm glad you're realizing this at such a young age. I feel like this is really going to serve you later in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, am I raising a therapist? Are you going to make me so proud and be a therapist? Should, should that be what I go to school for? I never thought about what I wanted to be when I grew up. That I mean, feels like such a long, far place away. But now I'm think. I mean, I'm only 10 years away from being 17, and that means... I'm only 10 years away from having to decide on what I'm going to go to college for. And 10 years is not a very long time to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life, Mom. What if I end up doing nothing? What if I'm too scared to make a choice and then I don't go to a good college and then I fail? It's going to be, okay, first of all, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, I promise. I didn't decide my major in college till second semester junior year. Whoa, that's a long time to wait. (laughs) Killing it over here. Yeah, you are. You're providing for us. You're remodeling a house all by yourself. Hell yeah, I am. Damn straight. I'm sorry I cursed. It's honestly, I don't give a shit anymore. Whoa. I don't give a shit. We got cool mom today. I mean, we've missed our stop by like 10. At this point, like we're at the end of the line and we're just going to turn around. And you know what? It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. You can say whatever you want. Just as long as you don't say it. At school. Okay, I could do that. Yeah. And honestly, you know what? It's going to be okay if you 
you know, if you don't know what you want to do, it's fine. Just go where the wind takes you. Thanks, Mom. And I'll always support you no matter what. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Hey, Mom. Yeah? I love you. Oh, I love you, too. You're going to eat your Starburst? Yes. Can I have a pink one? No. You can have an orange one, though. The orange ones aren't very good. How about this? How about I have a pink one, mm -hmm. and we load the dishwasher when we get home? Deal. Hell and yeah. that's our set. Yay! Yes, yes, yes. Yay! Oh, my God. That was so fun. <laughs> oh, I love doing these at the end. So far, every single one I've done has been so unique and different. And, like, oh, God, that was so damn fun, Maggie. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much again for chatting with me today. Uh, this has been wonderful. Besides plugging Homeowners Association, yes. is there anything else you want to plug? Are there is there, like, a social media people can find you at or a website? Can, where can people find more of Maggie? Maggie. Oh my gosh. Well, um, if you want to find me on Instagram, I am Maggie Makes Maps. Damn straight. Hell yeah. Um, I do believe that's also my Twitter handle. I don't tweet much, but uh, I will I will follow you and I will like everything you post. Hell yes, she will. Hell yeah, I will. And yeah, I don't really do a whole lot else on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. I do love LinkedIn. Nice. As I said, I think everyone in corporate America should take improv and I think it ties in well. So you're on LinkedIn, hit me up and uh, we can we can be friends, comedy friends in corporate America. Yeah, hell yeah. And yeah. if they if if you take a class at Dallas Comedy Club and you mention Maggie as your referral, then she gets like ten percent off a class or something. I think oh, that can stack yeah. too. So if you get like a whole bunch of people, oh you yeah. just start stacking those referrals, baby. Hell yeah. You guys should all sign up. <laughs> Drop Maggie's name. I got vet bills to pay. <laughs> Maggie, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been an absolute delight. Um, thank you to everyone out there who uh, who tuned in tonight. Um, my name is Kimberly Alou, but you already know that. Uh, be sure to check out dallas-comedyclub.com for all of our current shows and classes that are available. And that's it. We'll see you next time. Well, Woo. we won't see you, but you'll uh, listen next time. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, stay safe out there. Bye, folks. <laughs>